Welcome to Student Success Stories, the podcast where we spotlight academic excellence at Baylor. I'm your host, Carol Croson. Today, we're visiting with Lee Decker, a senior from Bernie, who is majoring in business management. Lee talks about some strategies that have really helped him while he's been at Baylor. I hope you'll find a few things that will help you too. Here's our interview. for joining me on today's podcast. Hi, how's it going? It's going great. Well, if you don't mind, just introduce yourself to our audience and maybe share a little bit about where you're from and what brought you to Baylor. All right. Um, My name is Lee Deckard. I'm from a small town right outside of San Antonio called Bernie, Texas. And the reason that I chose to Baylor was I didn't, the campus was small enough to where I felt like I wasn't one student in a huge classroom of 2000 people. I toured A&M and I did not like it. And we said, why don't we just stop by uh, Baylor and see what it's like. And I hadn't even planned to go to school there and I fell in love instantly. So that's really the main reason that I decided to go. Plus the football was good at the time. So (laughs) Well, we're sure glad you made the decision to come to Baylor. Um, Tell me a little bit about what you're studying while you're here. Uh, Right now, I am a business major focused in management with a minor in corporate communication. Um, I really plan to be, after I graduate, I plan to be somewhere in the project management field. And uh, right now, that's what I'm doing at my internship. And... and, um, I have many mentors here at my job and at school that are currently helping me and guiding me um, to be successful on that path after I graduate in uh, May. So that's really what I'm doing right now. Fantastic. Sounds like you're taking full advantage of that internship experience. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Well, thinking through about coursework and all the classes you've been taking while you've been here, what are some study strategies that you found to be especially useful? Hmm. Well, I would probably say the most, the thing that's worked the best for me was, and this is something that I learned as a freshman the hard way is taking every test seriously. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you have to study multiple days before well, for me, I study multiple days before my test. If I know it's going to be a pretty big one, I take at least four days, four or five days before and study maybe an hour or two for each day. And so I don't have to worry worry about studying two days before or the night before and cramming everything at last at the last second because that never works out for anybody. And if that works for you, that's fine. But for me, I found it's easiest to spread it out over time that way you don't feel so overwhelmed and that way you still have time to do other things throughout your day. And you're not just focused on that one thing, even though that should be one of your top priorities. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Good. No, I was just thinking you have time to kind of mix in those other things. So yeah, you can give your brain a break. (laughs) Yeah. It's important. It's important to give yourself a break and because if you don't, then school will never be, you're supposed to go to school and enjoy what you're studying. And if you don't give yourself a, you'll never enjoy it so 
Good. That sounds like a great strategy. Thank you. <laughs> do you have any sort of particular routine that you typically do day to day for when you're studying? Um, let's just say I have something that has to, math has always been one of my, one of my weaker subjects and math is in every, almost every class I've had to take finance, economics, you know, pre-cal calculus. And let's just say I have some finance homework. One thing that I found really helpful for me was I never, I was never good at doing finance by myself. So I always made sure to coordinate with my roommates who I know are probably better at finance than I am. And, or just friends that I know they're better at that subject than me. And I make sure that I find time or make time to meet with them and do the work together and, be able to ask questions because most of the time people just want to give you an answer, especially college kids. They just want to give you an answer and they won't help you. But I find that if you have a friend that's willing to help you and you sit with them and you do your homework with them and you, and you have, you have uh, questions you need answered. It's a lot easier to, to learn and to feel good about what you're doing rather than just going and looking online for an answer and copying and pasting the question into the internet. I know that's a popular thing um, nowadays, <clears throat> but if I really have a tough question that I know they can't answer, then I always make sure to reach out to my professor because that's what they're there for. They're there to help and they're there to guide you. Uh, a lot of people are scared of their professors, but they always want you to reach out. They're there. To, they're there for you. They're your resource. So that's probably my two biggest things that daily and weekly that I do uh, to help with home. Great. Or anything really. <clears throat> Good. Yeah. Sounds like just having that interactive face-to-face -face help, whether it's a friend, a professor, and at least this was always my experience. If I can kind of fill in those gaps that I would have with my work right in the moment, right? not <clears throat> accidentally teach myself the wrong right. way. <laughs> yeah. I've done that plenty of times. <laughs> I remember learning that the hard way is that it was yep. a lot more challenging to relearn the correct way when I taught myself the incorrect way. So yeah, I think, I think everybody, I mean, there's, there's some people that are, they're talented enough to do it themselves, but mostly everybody is on a learning curve when it comes to that kind of thing. So it's not out of the ordinary. Sure. And it helps your friend who maybe knows that information to help you because teaching someone is a great way to reinforce right. um, that information. So that's awesome. Well, a lot of times I hear that um, the way we start our day can really make a huge impact on the way our day goes. And so is there anything you like to do in the morning that helps you start the day off right? Something that I found really works for me is I have an established routine every morning. So let's just say I have, I like to take 8 a.m. because in my afternoons, they're pretty booked with basketball practice and any other event that I have going on that day. So I like to make sure that my routine in the morning is solid. And <clears throat> what it consists of is maybe I, I probably wake up for class at eight I would probably wake up around six o'clock. Mm -hmm. I give myself 15 minutes to shower. I go make myself a nice breakfast, usually eggs and oatmeal and some water. And then 
after I eat my meal, I sit there and I make sure that there isn't anything that I've forgotten to do for the day. And that usually gives me about, after I'm done eating and after I'm done looking over my stuff, that gives me about 45 minutes to just kind of relax and just to kind of wake up and not feel in a rush. And, you know, if something I, I'm prepared, if something happens, you know, with with my clothes or I forgot to do an assignment, I can try to finish it really quick. I mean, I'm, I'm ready for, I'm, I'm prepared for something to happen. If something bad were to happen, most of the time nothing happens, but I find that I'm more comfortable and I'm more awake and I'm not rushed and I have, you know, good food to help my brain and help me wake up. I'm not a big coffee drinker. Um, that makes my heart feel weird. But if that's if that's what people like to do, that's fine. But I, I make sure that I have something in my stomach and I'm full. And if I wasn't able to eat, if I didn't, if I rushed and I didn't have a nice full meal, uh, that first class would not be any fun. So, and you see people all the time falling asleep in 8 a.m.s. Sure. But I'm always one of those people that's answering questions and <clears throat> getting up there and talking. And one of my one of my past classes last semester required you to talk a lot and people went and present and people really struggled with that in the morning. And I ended up being one of the top speakers in the class just because I felt like I was pretty prepared just because I had that morning routine and I didn't rush. And, you know, just that having a routine that makes you feel good and full and prepared is really, really what I found to be helpful in the mornings. <clears throat> yeah. It sounds like you're really ready to face your day. Yeah, definitely. And you definitely. give yourself margin which a lot of times can be a challenge, but I've heard it can be really helpful to give yourself those, that space. So just in case you need to finish something up, but it gives you time to really think through your day and make sure you're ready. Right. Um, what you have. Great. Well, do you have any places um, where you really like to study? You know, the big thing in college is to go to the library, and I just found that my freshman year, after I figured out I need to start actually studying and not pushing class away, I went to the library maybe once or twice, and I just, I, there's not, I mean, some people like the library, and if that's for you, that's fine, but there's a lot of people in there, and I'm one of those people that likes to either be with one or two people maybe working on a on a project or studying together maybe just one or just isolate myself because mm -hmm. if I'm around too many people and there's people walking by me constantly and I'm sitting by the Starbucks and I'm hearing the you know the drink machine and people ordering and laughing that's too much for me mm -hmm. so usually my my place on campus is probably going to be the business building Mm -hmm. If I know I have something I have to finish, I'll reserve a room either by myself or with a friend and give myself plenty of time to just get in there. And those are pretty, there's still people that walk by, but it's not as much, it's not as, there's not as much traffic as the libraries. Sure. So it's a lot easier for me to concentrate there or the next place that's not on campus is my room. Uh, I have a desk in there. I'll shut the door. I'll lock it. I'll put on my headphones and I'll just focus on whatever I'm doing without any kind of distraction. If I need a snack or anything, I just walk to the kitchen, grab something, come right back. Mm -hmm. So even though my friends are around, even though I have that 
there is definitely that feeling sometimes, oh, let me just <clears throat> jump on my Xbox really quick or something. I know that whatever I'm doing is more important at the time. And that's, that's another thing. Maybe studying in your room might be better for you because if you can learn to avoid all those temptations, <laughs> even when they're right there, it, it can make you be, become a better studier, which is what I found out freshman year and what I continue to do till this day. So, <clears throat> Right. Kind of helps you with your discipline, it sounds like. Right. Right. Fantastic. It sounds like part of the process, and I think for all of us as we're um, going to college, is learn, understanding ourselves and what environments are going to work best for us. It sounds like you've really done that, so that's wonderful. Yeah, some, some people may enjoy the, the traffic, and that's why some people like to go to coffee shops in the mm -hmm. middle of New York City and study, but that's just not, that's not my cup of tea, but it could be somebody else's. Sure. <clears throat> Well, another thing that um, comes into play, I think, sometimes is thinking about getting involved on campus and, and managing our time and how much to be involved. And what is um, what are maybe some student organizations that you've gotten involved with? Um, Probably my biggest time commitment um, so far with my time at Baylor has been playing on the Baylor women's basketball practice team. Um, you are required to go to practice at least three times a week. I usually go three to four. And I have to have my morning, I have to have my classes in the morning. Mm -hmm. So usually from around, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm done by 9.55. Uh, I'll go work out really quick. I'll eat lunch. And then by one o'clock, I'm at the gym. And practice can go from one to 5.30 on some days early in the fall. So I, I know there's a lot of organizations like fraternities and sororities and stuff like that. And those might take, you know, an hour or two out of your day. But going to practice almost three to four times a week, knowing that your afternoon is booked from one to five to sometimes six is really time consuming. And so you really have to schedule around that and say, all right, if I have some time maybe between lunch and practice, maybe I can get like this quiz done or maybe uh, today I don't go work out. Maybe today, if I have something I have to do for tomorrow, I need to do it in that time. Or I can just make sure that I, give myself an hour after practice to shower and eat dinner and then finish what I need to have for that next day or for those next couple of days, maybe get that hour to studying in for that test that's on Friday on Mon on Monday night, something like that. Um, my other organization that I'm going to be joining, I've been a member, but I, I haven't known I was a member, but um, I've been getting all the newsletters, but I never realized I actually was a member is I'll be in the first in line student society this fall, um, which is all about <clears throat> supporting and providing and planning events for these kids that are first generation college students, which I think is great. Um, we're there to help support them. And if they have any questions, if they need a mentor, um, help them have good first experiences as a freshman, you know, really help them feel comfortable as uh, students here at Baylor. Um, I'm not sure how, how much time that's going to take. I'm, I've talked to a couple members about it, and I, I don't think as a as just a, a general member, it's going to take more than maybe an hour or so out of my week. But 
that will be something that I add into my weekly schedule along with practice. So besides those two things, I, I'm not in a fraternity or sorority. That wasn't my path that I chose, but <clears throat> basketball was really my passion coming out of high school, and I wanted to be able to continue to play it and really be able to challenge myself with school and figuring out how to organize things and just be able to simulate, you know, I need to get this done at this time and so that I'm not just sitting around after I've got my work done and I'm not really have anything to do. So it's really just a way to have something like resume and to stay active and to keep yourself disciplined with school and just in life in general. So <clears throat> Great. Yes, I do hear that student organizations are a great way to help you prioritize and really think through your schedule, especially those that are taking up a lot of time. But when that's one of your passions is basketball, that's great that you're able to stay involved in that sport. Um, but it sounds like it does really push you to think through your time commitments. And even I really liked how you mentioned that you talked to other people who were part of the First in Line Student Society to find out about how much time it would take. And um, before maybe you decided to get involved in that this semester, um, that's a great way um, to, to kind of get an idea because it is sometimes hard to tell. I mean, you're involved in two different student organizations and they have very different time commitments. And so, and talking to people who are in organizations you may be interested in is a great way to kind of gauge that commitment and think about your schedule and if that will be a good fit. So that's awesome. Right. And one other thing, if I can point it out, um, <laughs> when you join uh, a student society, one of the best things about it is you have, you can make friends from that. And because you have something in common and the easiest way to meet somebody is when you have something in common and when you have something in common, and you have a friend, then you can start talking to them about what classes do you take? Uh, you know, Oh, I take that class too. Oh, well, what time do you, do, do you study for that class? Like, what do you, how do you study for the tests? And so as a freshman, especially joining, you know, first in line or if even if you join us, fraternity or sorority you have people around you that might be taking the same classes and you can study together and then you can start being comfortable with your classes because college is very uh, intimidating when you first get there and some people act like it isn't but it definitely is and just to have those people that are you know in the same boat as you and doing the same things as you can make you feel more comfortable and at the end make you more successful than somebody that's just kind of lost and maybe doesn't have a lot of friends and oh well I don't know if I want to join that club and well, I don't know if I have time that's why you need to ask questions and you know if that's if, if the club is or organization is for you then go ahead and join and you'll have friends and if it doesn't if you find that it's taking too much of your time or you don't like the people then you can you can there's no there's no uh, rhyme or reason why you shouldn't be able to just leave and do what you need to do so that's just another good positive about joining an organization. Oh yeah. I really like how you mentioned that community building isn't just, doesn't have to just be around that particular interest or that particular group, but how you can find people who have maybe even academic interests or similar classes. And that's a great way to learn things and to, to get more information. So I really like, 
what you shared about that. Um, do you have, speaking of your schedule and your, you have a lot going on and have a plan, what, are there any tools that you use to help you stay on top of your assignments and kind of your schedule and what all's happening for in a given week? I'd say probably, well, the biggest thing I think, and this doesn't really have to do a lot with writing things down, and I'll get to that, but my biggest thing I find is, has to go back with, I mean, you have to, especially as a freshman, you need to, even though you don't want to, you, connections with other people are very important. And I found like one of the best things that I did my freshman year that ended up being really helpful helpful for me when I was really struggling that first that first semester was when I got sat down in class I introduced myself to the person next to me and I introduced myself to the person to the other side and I said my name's Lee here's my number um, we can text if you want to we can meet up and study like if, if we are both struggling with something and I find that even though canvas the app that or the website or application that has all of your classes in it even though canvas has a great calendar tool that shows you when things are due um, one of the, my biggest things is communication and when you have somebody that's in the same class as you and they might have forgotten something and they can text you and say oh wait when is this due or i didn't i forgot to write this down in my planner and planners are great i'll get to that but I forgot to write that down in my planner. You know, when is this due? Okay, well, let me check mine. Or let me check the syllabus or let me ask somebody else. And you can end up getting a good answer about, you know, oh, well, well, the test is in three days. It's not this Monday. It's, it's next Wednesday or it's next Friday or something like that. So I'm always communicating. I live with four other people mm -hmm. and most of them take the same stuff that I take. So I'm able to communicate with them and say, Okay, let's just go run over this. When is this due this week? All right, let's make sure we sit down and do this together. Oh, well, I have this test. I can't meet with you guys, you know, tomorrow. So communication is very big for me, but also using my tools either on my computer, uh, writing down my tasks in a calendar and setting reminders, um, looking at my calendar in Canvas, or writing down what I need to get done uh, in, my, in a planner or a day-to-day -day planner, or even sometimes on my notes. After I'm done for the day, I'll write down, because I'll go back to my notes for my homework, and it'll say, oh, homework due this day, test is in three days. Make sure you study four days ahead, or something like that. So writing something down is always a good way to do it. Um, using, your, using your computer or your phone to set reminders, even though sometimes those can malfunction, but most of the time they're going to be fine. And then making sure you communicate with your friends, um, if you're in a dorm, you can communicate with your roommate. Maybe you have a calendar that you have up on the wall in your uh, dorm room or in your in your apartment, and you just write down those tasks, check them off, erase them. One one good thing about that is you always you see those tasks diminish, and it might look like something's your week's going to be super packed, but you get to check those off or erase one by one, and it feels really good to get something done and that know that you didn't forget to turn it in because one of those worst feelings ever because i know people who have done this is either missing a test because they forgot about it not showing up to a class like something like that or forgetting to turn in a major assignment and just 
much that because I've had my freshman year, I've had a bad experience where I forgot to do homework for like three weeks in a row. And I remember checking my this other application that our teacher was making us use. And I just my heart dropped. It was like the, the worst feeling. Thankfully, I they weren't that big of a deal. But even though it's just homework, but still to me, that's very important. Remember when things are due, write it down write it down somewhere else maybe in your computer and make sure you communicate with people around you just to make sure that you know when everything is due and when you can always ask a professor they're going to tell you when something's due what's going to be on the test like they're there to help you that's the biggest thing so they're always there to help you so that's great those are some good words of wisdom and I think making those introductions that first day of class is a great way just to have a connection and um, start building um, those friendships and having that common bond of the class can be a great way just so helpful to have somebody to reach out to when you do have a question about something in the class and so that's that's really great advice um, well Thinking about being on campus and at Baylor, are there any, is there a resource or resources that you've um, found to be especially useful during your time here? I uh, know I've touched on my professor, my professors um, multiple times and they're always great. But uh, to highlight another place that I really found useful back when I was struggling in one of my classes would probably be I'm pretty sure it's called the, it's in, um, it's in Mar I think it's in Marcus McLean or in Sidrich where there's, there's student tutors there that you can sign yes. up uh -huh. for success. a session online. Is that correct? Am I saying that right? Yes. Success center tutoring. Yes. Yes. Yeah, success center tutoring. Sorry. It's been. It's been no, that's great. Um, success center tutoring was great for me. I was really struggling my junior year in microeconomics and my friends really weren't helping me and my teacher was, he would be very vague when he would, when I would ask him questions and it was more of, well, you need to learn on your own. So if, if, if things are difficult like that, um, the success center was very, very, very helpful for me. I would sign up for a time, maybe in between a break in my classes, maybe two hour break and go in there for an hour or 30 minutes just to sit down with um, a girl or a guy that's pr pretty good at what they do, a student that's volunteering their time, and just to go in there and say, okay, well, I'm not understanding this. My professor says, well, it needs to be like this, but like, what, is, what does that mean exactly? Or how do, I, how do I do that? How do I do the step before this? And I remember I went in there my, my junior year. I was really that might have been sophomore year I was really struggling with that class and I remember just feeling like, oh my gosh I'm halfway through semester I have a b minus in this class and a c plus in this other one like how am I going to pull these grades up and I went in there for both of those classes and I I pull I'm pretty sure I brought my my b minus up halfway into the semester with maybe two tests left all the way up to a b plus and my finance grade, my first, or no, my first accounting, my first accounting class, I, I was really struggling in there, and I, got it up to I think a B or B minus, and that was a just even though those aren't the best, those aren't the best grades. It was a really good feeling to be able to 
of going there and ask questions and get them answered, maybe with something that I couldn't really describe to my professor, or if they just were, really weren't willing to answer that question. I mean, sometimes they can be super helpful, but other times some of them are just very, very vague and, oh, well, I want you to learn it more by yourself, which is fine. That's great that they're promoting that kind of thing. But that's when you can go ask for helpers for from somebody else. So that's probably the thing that I've used the most besides my professor. Uh, but um, just a little more, more to touch on with professors is office hours are always great. And I know that some, some classes offer SI. I, I've been to a couple SIs. I just, I, those never really worked for me. I'd rather hear it straight from the professor. And um, they always are willing to answer your questions. You could bring in, I, I remember I brought in maybe eight or nine, 10 questions to my pre-cal uh, professor my freshman year. And he sat down with me and went through all of them with me, which was super helpful. And then I was able to help other people, which helps, like you said earlier, teaching is a great way to really con con like concrete reinforce those ideas in your brain. And that was talking to your professors and asking them questions because they're there to help. Like that is, that is the biggest thing that I can say is they're there to help mm -hmm. and going to the tutor success center and not being afraid to go in there. I, I, I remember being one of those kids in high school that was like, Oh my gosh, he has to go to tutoring. Like that's, you know, he's not very smart. And then I would have to do it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm in here getting tutoring. And it always helped me. I don't know why I didn't like it but in college it's, it's different a lot more people are getting tutoring it's it's always helpful there's no shame in getting help at all and that's that's probably one of the biggest things that I had to learn moving throughout high school and through college that's great thank you so much I'm so glad those resources have been so helpful to you I know sometimes something that may make students feel hesitant to go in and talk to their professors is just feeling a little intimidated. Do you have right. any words of wisdom for those students who maybe are a little nervous to go in and go to their first office hours? I never did this, but just sitting here thinking about this, I think maybe it would be pretty, it could be helpful. Um, it's always nice to have a friend and maybe, maybe you have know somebody in your class that has the same question as you and you coordinate with them and say, all right, let's go in together to this professor's office hours so we don't feel like we're isolated. We don't feel like we're going to be nervous. We have each other to kind of, you know, support each other. Just just not not like, you know, high fives or anything, but just more like the presence of being there with somebody you know, even though you might have just met them. It's more, it's more comfortable. It's more comforting than being there by yourself. Uh, just for people that are uncomfortable with that kind of situation. But for me, I always, when they said at the end of my first day at each one of those classes, you know, come see me, come introduce yourself. Um, I'm always, I would love to meet my students, shoot me an email, uh, we, maybe we can go get lunch. Um, a lot of professors do that, some don't. And if they do do that, it's very if you, even if you think, oh my gosh, the most intimidating person ever, you know, he's this big, tall person or this, you know, very, just very verbose or loud or very passionate about what they do, because all that can be very intimidating to somebody that's not used to you. And I just make sure that I reach out and introduce myself, whether that be going up there and shaking their hand after class is over, even if I'm shaking or my voice was quivering, I, it shows them that you're confident 
confident enough to go up there and introduce yourself and that makes them more comfortable with you because they might be just as uncomfortable with you coming and talking to them they might be somebody that's not um very personable but once you get kind of get that common ground and you know each other's names okay you're in this class it automatically automatically becomes more comfortable for both of you but you know make sure you reach out shoot an email just talking and saying oh my name's lee deckard i'm in your class at this time um you know maybe if, I've done this before where I've said finance really isn't my strongest suit. So uh, there might be a couple times a week where I'm in your office. I'll make sure I let you know what times um, I'll be in there. I'll, I'll make sure they work with your office hours and just really make sure that they know that you're committed to that class because professors, even though they might not seem like it, love it love it when you show commitment and you know oh well he's in here three times a week asking questions he's really making sure that he works hard and, you know he might get a he might get a c minus on this next on this test but i know that next time he's going to be in here we're going to work even harder and i know his, his grade's going to go up and if it doesn't then i'll make sure i help him more so it's just it's just making sure that you introduce yourself maybe if you're not comfortable go by yourself you go with a friend um they they understand that college kids are are probably nervous when they meet for the first time i was nervous when i meet him for the first time but it's it's just great to reach out and once you reach out you have more confidence to talk to talk to, talk to that person and they're definitely more comfortable talking to you so that's I think what I talked about with the maybe going in with a friend is a great idea for somebody that doesn't really want to reach out first. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, as far as going by yourself, just reach out and you'll feel more comfortable once you talk to them for the first time, whether that be over email, which, which is great if you don't want to talk in person or going and talking to them after class or in their office hours. So Great. Those are great ideas. And I also liked how, you mentioned that you would take questions with you and um, that might also be helpful for someone to feel like they they have something very specific that they know that they're going to ask about. And so writing down those questions and then um, you can feel more prepared for that meeting that you know you're going to ask about certain things. So that's great. Thank you, Lee. Yeah. I just have one more question, and this is kind of thinking more about the future. Um, you mentioned at the beginning a little bit about um, some of your plans for after you graduate, but would you like to expound on any of your other hopes beyond Baylor? Um, uh, well, to graduate is just a, that would be, I mean, I know I'll probably graduate, but that's just going to be great. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but probably the next thing, the next important thing after that is either making sure that I connect and this, especially this fall, connect and use my internship, um, you know, put it on my resume, uh, go to business fairs, um, uh, you know, I have a LinkedIn, so I use that to look for jobs. There's plenty of places to try to find jobs. And I think the, the next biggest thing for me is to have a nice, a job that I am happy doing probably either by, I mean, I, I won't know if I really, really like it till I get there, but the summer after I graduate or 
some people even start in the fall, like in a like school, like in August. Um, by that point, either having a job and having my own apartment and just being back in San Antonio or Dallas, somewhere a big, preferably a big city, mm-hmm. um, just making knowing that I can pay my rent and pay bills and start start my career on a solid ground is probably my next biggest thing for me. That's, that's very scary to think about, but that's my next, my next move after college for sure. Awesome. Well, Lee, it sounds like you are well on your way and we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Yeah, no problem. I, i this would have been, I mean, I can't speak for my freshman self, but my freshman self definitely uh, suffered or didn't we? I didn't do very well my first semester, and it would have been nice to have some tips. And I did get some advice, but it's hard to listen to your mom and dad all the time. <laughs> uh, they 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 get kind of monotone after a while. So it's nice to hear it from somebody that's really experienced it, and especially goes to the school that you're going to. And it would it's it, it would have been really helpful for me, and I'm sure it'll be helpful for a number of students that are coming after me. Yes, I think so too, Lee. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. I really like the insights that Lee shared about his journey at Baylor. I especially appreciated the way he talked about connecting with other people and talking to your friends and your classes and working with others to help you make sure you're getting the best information about what's happening in class. I also liked how he mentioned that he found the tutoring center really valuable. He's talking about Success Center Tutoring in Sid Rich, and they have free tutoring, both drop-in and appointments, so um, be sure and check out their website at baylor.edu slash tutoring if you'd like more information about how to get some tutoring yourself. It's a really great resource that we offer at Baylor. I hope you're having a great day and I hope you'll join us again when we hear another student success story. Our podcast theme song is Run One Down by Dan Liebowitz. Do you have a student success story you'd like to share? Did you start implementing a tip or technique you learned from the podcast and want to tell us more about it? Maybe you have questions or comments about how we can make this podcast better? Or is there a certain content you would like to hear about? Please let us know by emailing studentsuccessstories at baylor.edu. You can also check out our website where we have more details about the different episodes, and you can find that website at baylor.edu slash SSI slash podcast. Here you can download episodes, subscribe to our iTunes, and see all the show notes from all the episodes we've done. These show notes are great, especially if you've been listening to the episodes on the go and want to find out more about certain resources, tools, strategies. Um, Some of our guests have mentioned, you'll find all that information right there. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Student Success Stories. This is where we share when new episodes are going to be uploaded, when we have more information about tips and techniques that different guests have shared, and also sometimes our guests take over our Insta stories, and those um, stories have been posted to our highlights, so be sure and check those out. They're a great way for you to 
get a good connection with our guests and see more about how they've been successful as students. Thanks for listening.